What's going on, everybody? Before we kick off today's episode, I wanted to tell you about two awesome challenges that are about to kick off next week. Both challenges are brought to you by Own Your Eating, the company that my wife and I founded, and both challenges are guaranteed to bring you success. You can check out the 30-Day Transformation Challenge, and that's for those of you that are newer to macros. As we know, if you want to build a better body, you have to start with nutrition. This 30-Day Transformation Challenge is an interactive lifestyle challenge with a focus on developing sustainable nutrition habits. That's the key to any good nutrition program. This is not a 30-day fix. This is not a 30-day, you know, lose 10 pounds and gain it all back. This is something that's going to last you a lifetime. You can sign up with your friends and your family to make this an even more fun and motivating experience. In addition to that, we have our 30-day Get Lean Challenge. This is designed for those of you that are a little more knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition. We're going to take those nutrition habits and your fitness to the next level. If you've already tracked macros or if you've taken part of our other challenges in the past, this is exactly for you, helping you push past any plateau. And we're going to incorporate some things such as nutrient timing, fasting, and much more. This is a great challenge for those of you really looking to bust through to that next level. You can find both of these challenges on SugarWad, link in the show notes. And if you use the code BESTHOUR, that's BESTHOUR, you'll get 10% off. I highly recommend you guys checking it out. And if you have any questions, of course, you can reach out to me. This next challenge starts September 14th. Like me, we've all been putting our nutrition, our fitness off on the back burner, quarantine, pandemic, all these things that are going on in life. It's time to take back control of your own nutrition. It's time to take your body, your health, your mind, your spirit, everything to that next level. Let us help you out with these Own Your Eating Challenges. Again, link in the show notes. Use code BESTHOUR for 10% off. All right, Fern, as per the usual, I spoke on our behalf and people lost their mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I just, I think if you put anything on the internet these days, people would lose their mind. I was just like, going to say that. Rainbows, rainbows are good. And then somebody would have to chime in and be like, rainbows kill puppies. Yeah. And true. you know, I don't want to knock anybody. We, you know, honestly, I appreciate anyone that takes the time to look at our Instagram best hour of their day and comment. But I also feel sometimes people are commenting, seeking out an argument rather than just listening to what we're saying. And for those that are unaware, what I'm talking about is our post on, I believe it was Sunday. It was two days ago. Yeah, yeah no, it was Sunday because that's right. I was responding over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were doing a great job keeping up with it. And, you know, it was basically competitors are done and you shouldn't allow it to happen at your box. And we heard arguments like, oh, you I should be read able it. to. I okay. will read the post. Yeah. Stop letting competitors do their own thing at your box. It will destroy your community. If you have people that want to do their uh, their own programming, say, that's great, but we have no room for that here. So I have a question for you. Clearly, you can't put full context of a thought on a picture in Instagram. And I think there were some uh, either misinterpretations or just misunderstandings about what it is that we are talking about when we make this post. So you want me to explain? Yeah. 
<laughs> good. So, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're uh, you're playing along here. This is good. Uh, this is absolutely. this is going to go well. We might actually make 600 podcasts if you can keep up. <laughs> so, what I was trying to say is, there are people that come into your box, and and I do believe it's improving over the last year or two, even longer. It was it was really at its peak and probably that 11, 12, 13 era, 2011, etc. Where everyone. I don't know that that's true. That it's improving or that's when it peaked? I don't know that it's improving, to be honest with you. Okay, I could, fair enough. Like, I don't run a box currently. I can tell you from the boxes I've gone to recently, it seems better. It seems like coaches and, and box owners have a better handle on it. And I think most importantly is the delusional people out there have realized they're delusional and they're not going anywhere. As far as the game, I don't know about life, but you're in, talking as about far as you're talking about the comp people who want to be in air quotes competitors. Yeah, I'd argue that uh, if you think you're going to be a competitor, you're probably not going anywhere in life either. So, like, so this might help the conversation. Remove the term competitors, right? Because that is an arbitrary term that like everybody has their own understanding of, and just replace it with people that want to do their own shit. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really good substitute, right? It's just the term competitor is kind of OFP. We like to call it people that somebody on their own fucking program. Own fucking I like that. OFP. Cool. Yeah. So the point was this. If you have people wanting to do that at your box, it's gonna grow. And it's gonna grow for a few reasons. One, even though they're a little delusional, they do tend to be the better athletes at your box, right? They're delusional in the sense that they're not going to the games. You know, there's no longer regionals as far as we know. They may go to a sanctional event, but they're the people that other members of your box look up to and they think to themselves, wow, if, you know, this person's doing that and he's really good, I should do that. So it starts to devalue your programming. In, I think, in yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, in addition to that, it causes divides, it causes clicks. Right. There's there's the competitive people, then there's your normal people. And and then I think probably most importantly, and this is relative to your box, like you have a giant box, you can probably accommodate it. But other boxes, if you have one room and you have two thousand, three thousand square feet, and some dudes over in the corner doing Isabel and another dude's doing assault bike sprints and another dude, you know, is is grunting his way through a workout, it's distracting to your coaching staff. And it's hurting your actual priority, which is providing that best hour for your 99% of your members. I actually think there's a bigger problem. And this, is, this requires everybody to zoom out just a little bit. I, and I guess it depends on how you look at your gym. Right? So I'll give my perspective. And then this is kind of overlaid with what I've seen at a lot of gyms. You can sell one of two things. I can sell access or I can sell a service. Getting into selling access is a dangerous game because that's a commodity that basically anybody can sell. Now you're in the low dollar, high churn, high volume uh, kind of business model, kind of like a 24 hour fitness or something like that. If I sell service, that's entirely different. You can do both. Like, so you could do anything. It just depends on how you do it. And it's only based on your effectiveness. When you start letting people come in to a business, where you've designed it to sell a service. And I'm saying that because these are the same gyms that are saying we have world-class coaching. This is the best gym. We have the best coaches and the best facility. 
when you pair that with I just sell access, now you've cut yourself off at the kneecaps because you have undervalued what it is that you do and you have forfeited control of your business. Now the clients control the business rather than you controlling the business. So just tell those people no. And I was, I was going back and forth with a couple people in there. People were asking questions about what about this and what about this? And it always goes back to the same thing. And you and I have said this, I don't know, umpteen trillion times on this podcast. There, it's mostly gray, all of these scenarios. And my question to you or anybody that's doing this is, what do you sell? Do you sell that thing, right? Do you sell personalized programming? Because if you don't, then don't let people come in and do that because now you're undervaluing what you do. And then everybody's going to come in there. And this always, and I hate to use absolutes, but it always leads to people who don't value what you do and then want to undercut you. They say they don't, they're paying too much for being there, all of these things, because they are paying too much to be there. They're paying, I don't know, 150 to $200, depending where you're at, to walk into the door, which I really don't care what you're doing. That's too much money. If I get no service on top of that, and I just pay 200 bucks to just walk in your facility and use your shit, I can do that anywhere. I can do that at a big box gym or these other gyms that do that for 30 bucks. Dude, there's a gym down the road that I think is $30 and you can do any CrossFit workout in there that you want with, right. with the best of equipment, like top yeah. of the line, beautiful equipment. So you're right. I mean, that, that's the first thing that a box owner needs to be addressing is, well, if I'm doing this, you know, what am I selling? And I saw that was co a common theme that you were talking with people about, like, you should be able to do both. Yeah, certainly I could have a class where grandma's hitting the workout and Matt Frazier's hitting the workout and it could be a phenomenal class. You can do that, but something that you've become great at and you know, that we talk about a lot is, but who are you trying to serve? Because if you're yeah. trying to serve too many masters or too many demographics, you're gonna serve none of them. Well, what I wanna get away from in these conversations, because these are, these are conversations that ultimately really, really hurt box owners, because we speak in these hypotheticals that are absent of context and absent of an actual person who's running that business. It's just like, you can do both. And it's like, yes, I can fly a plane if I go get my fucking pilot's license and then do all these hours and learn how to fly a plane. But no, right now I cannot fly a plane because I don't know how to do that, right? So could I run a business where I offer individualized programming that is layered on top of group class? Sure. But in order to do that, there's a whole slew of things that have to be entered. What does your intake process look like? What does your process for evaluating or assessing somebody individualized program should look like and then how is that overlaid on top of a group class is it just individualized programming is it something like uh, what sean dr sean is doing at active life where those things are paired together and i have somebody who's like first 30 minutes of class doing individualized programming and then they hop into the community and do the group class for the back half the whole purpose of the conversation is it should be what you offer not what the person comes in and asks you to serve like what you do to crossfit gym is not a la carte right it's not just like i walk in there and be like i'll have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and i'll take some of this but not so much of that it's just like what do you offer and if you don't sell it then don't sell it yeah and and, and to be clear i don't think it's terrible if some people do their own thing in the corner but it should be no. auxiliary and supplementary in my opinion and that's probably like you're saying that's what I would be selling. If I had a box right now, it would be like, you come here because you're going to get a really great hour of your day. And within that hour, you're going to get fitter. And that's all you need. Now, 
if you feel like you need more, cool. This has to be the foundation of your hour. And then we can talk about what happens outside of that. And, and in my opinion, that's the opportunity for you as the box owner or your, or your staff to figure out what they actually need. Because otherwise they're like, what's the cool programming? Is it comp train? Is it this? Is it that? And it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, that's good programming, but that's not what you need. You have zero handstand pushups. You need to work on developing that. Your snatch is 95 pounds. We have to, you know, work on, on improving that. So I think that's the opportunity for your coaching staff to work with those people and make more money as well. And, and again, it goes back to like, how am I teeing this up? Like, it, quite frankly, like it, you, it shouldn't be left to chance. If that is what you sell, that should be something that is slowly kind of dripped on somebody or just directly sold to them on day one. Meaning whatever your, so like, let's, uh, let's iron this out. So like, let's just say you come in and you have some sort of intake process. And if you're going to sell individualized programming, the intake process should have movement assessment so that I could expose any sort of imbalances, weakness, deficiencies that they have, that then I can put them onto an individualized program to fix said weakness. I'm not going to do individualized program because somebody just likes to do extra volume. It should be intentional. That's just quite frankly, irresponsible coaching. I'm just randomly giving you this thing for no particular reason. This is the same conversation of like you pushing vitamins or somebody else or telling somebody that they should take supplements with no information. I don't have a food log from them. I have not taken any body composition. I don't know what their blood work looks like. They haven't talked to their doctor. It's just, it, the problem is, if we were to ask somebody who's most of these gems and we talk to a lot of them who are trying to do this, it's just that abstract thought out in the, in the, in the Twitterverse, right? She's like, oh yeah, we do individualized program. How do you do it? How do you design it? How do you deliver it? How do you tee it up so that you can do it at scale and not for these one or two people, right? My, my whole thing is just like, do it if you want to or don't. I don't actually really care, but it should be intentional. You're not just, I'm not just delivering. It's not, again, it's not like McDonald's where they come in and I'm like, uh, I want, um, or actually we could use, we go the other way. McDonald's doesn't sell the Whopper. Right. You can't right? go into McDonald's and order a Whopper. I can't go into McDonald's and order a Whopper because they don't sell a fucking Whopper. They sell a Big Mac and they're just going to be like, we don't sell that here. You're going to have to go across the street. And that's how your gym should be. I've turned away many, many people who, and I will literally just flat out tell them, they're like, hey, I want to come in here and do uh, kind of my own thing. And I'm like, you're going to pay way too much money to be here. You're going to pay anywhere between 170 to 200 bucks to come in here and have access to facility. You're better off just buying all your shit and working out in the garage, right? And quite frankly, if you're going to do that, I don't really, really think that you should be at this gym. Like, that's not what we sell here. You're going to take up space. It's going to be annoying. I'm going to have to deal with it, all of these other things. So there's other gyms that will facilitate that. But if you don't want to be in the class, then this is probably not the place for you. And I will tell people that this is probably not the place for you. I wouldn't recommend our, what we do here for you. So, so let's be clear. I think really what we're saying here is what I said is true a better, less engaging way to have said it would have been, if you're a box owner, you need to know what you're selling and who you're selling it to. And no one would have responded. People would have brushed right past it on Instagram. But I mean, that was the point of it. We're saying, hey, don't let other people come into your business and tell you what to sell. Right. Yeah. So no, I don't think you could, I don't think what you said was correct and it was said the right way because that's how you start conversations. And no matter how you skin this cat, it still comes back to that, which is like, 
and we're talking to people who don't sell individual programming, which quite frankly is the majority. Most CrossFit boxes don't even sell PT, much less individualized programming. So don't let people come into your facility and do that. Now, if you want to do that, then take the time, take three months, six months to put some things in place, design it so that you can systemize it so that you can scale it so that you can sell it so that you can execute it so you can do all these things and if you are doing that then you should be able to sit down i don't know in probably about five minutes and explain to everybody how you do that here's how we do that it's not just like we sell individualized programming that's just like we have a referral program okay yeah. how does it work well if somebody buys something then we give them uh, their friend comes in and we give them a referral program i'm like that's not a program that's not, that's not, that doesn't insinuate that you have any way of actually putting this together and executing on it. That just means that like, uh, we, the other way I should say that is like, we've left the referrals up to pure chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I understand though, as a box owner, the struggle with saying no to someone, someone comes in and says, I want to do my own thing. I'll pay right now, 180, 200, whatever your monthly fee is. It's very challenging for a box owner to reject that. I, it can be. I, you know, I've been that person who, who's done that because I'm like, I really need that hundred whatever dollars. But at the same time, this is largely because you haven't defined what it is that you do, who you are, and who you serve. The second you do that, it's real easy to deny people. You're just like, you don't fit the mold. So I'm not selling to you. Is, and this is where I go back. This is not like, do you sell or do you don't? Like, again, this goes back to the analogy, like if the building's on fire, then call the fire department. That's not the problem. The problem is that there was a bunch of shit that happened before that that led to the building being on fire, right? When I have this, oh, do I sell it? Do I not? That is not the actual problem, right? That's, that's the now pain point, which is like, I haven't figured out what the hell I do here in my gym. Right. And how I sell it, who I sell it to people. That's what I want people to take away from that. Not that you should or you shouldn't. It, it's your gem. And again, that's the beauty of an of affiliate model where you can do whatever the hell you want. All we're saying is like you should design it to deliver it exactly how you want to uh, deliver it to exactly who you want to deliver it to. Not just like, uh, let's hope this person buys something from us. And if they ask for something, we'll just make it on there in the spot. And for the record, I have literally done that, by the way. Oh, I've done that. I did that for years and do you sell this? Oh uh, yeah, we sure do. And then I literally will go make that membership like right there on the spot. And I'm like, but that's, that's not yeah. how you do this. This you is how you a, get seven years. <laughs> exactly. This is how you get seven years down the road. And you're just like, uh, we're not profitable. I've got a high churn on coaching staff and uh, it's still me working 140 hours a week. Like that's, that's where you end up. If you don't define like what it is the fuck that you do. Yeah. You sell a 48 day membership where I can come in only during these hours and, you know, like, and I can bring my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. With a, with a discount with, from my mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, just, it, you just have to go through that process of diff, like, who am I? What do I want to do? Who do I want to serve? And then does what I want to do match up with the skill set that I have? Right. So if you are not a programming person, then you shouldn't sell programming or you should put that out 18 months and take some courses on programming and then sell that because now that is your specialty. That's you. that's now your niche. So again, I, I just want to discourage people from getting into things that are not technically their swim lane. 
And if you want to add swim lanes to your offerings, then do that. But again, it should be done with forethought and it shouldn't be done randomly. And it sure as shit shouldn't be determined by the person who comes in and just asks you to make something for them. Yeah. You know, do you, you sell know, personal training? I don't know. Do you? And, and, and again, the reason I put it out there is because this is a true story for me, you know, towards the end of my ownership at the gym, I wasn't having as much fun. And I realized it. And, you know, I blamed these people that were, you know, the OFPs or the competitors. And it was my fault. It was my fault for allowing it to happen and then continuing to allow it to happen because they were paying. And when it finally got to me, it was all of a sudden, like you said, they're like, well, can we pay less since we're not actually doing class? And I'm like, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And like, well, you're not doing class, but you're taking up a shit ton of space and you're actually being disruptive to the people that are trying to take class. And you're actually encouraging people that have no business working out with you to work out with you, which means they're either going to get hurt or burned out or now be in the same boat as you as wanting to pay less. So what was actually happening was I was, I was starting to lose money because these people were, were all shifting to that mindset. And that's when I was like, no, we're done here. Like I just had to come in and, and end it. And eventually, you know, that's, that's somebody and they're somebody friend, whoever starts to second guess or undermine the coaching staff. Cause they're just like, Oh, well I have this programming and I kind of, I know what's best. Right. And I'm like saying, and I'm not saying your clients are dummies. Um, but I, you know, at this point, I'm pretty confident that there's not a whole ton of athletes that are going to come into my facility and be like, I definitely know how to program and I know what's up better than these cats. No, no, you don't. Not any day of the week. Right. So again, it goes back to that. Just like, you just know, know what it is that you do and don't sell people something that you don't have an offering for. Right. It's just, you know, for, uh, a, a similar situation would be uh, people are on the fence. Right. So let's just say you have a foundations of some sort or whether it's a PT first or something along those lines. And then the immediate question that comes after that is like, all right, we're going to put this in the place. And they're like, well, what about people that already know how to do CrossFit? And what I've done is I've immediately made an excuse to not bring this person in and teach them something. And this is probably because you haven't ironed out what the hell that intake process looks like. And okay, if this, then that scenario. So they come in and the person has a, you know, a decent skill set, or this happens all the time here where I have people come from other gyms or people that come with, you know, significant work capacity who quite frankly could in air quotes, skip fundamentals or foundations or on-ramp or whatever the hell you want to call it. And then we would make an excuse to just throw them in the class instead of saying, okay, what's the alternate kind of path for this person, for somebody who doesn't need to do this super basic workout because they're not new to fitness. Okay. Well then maybe I change session two or session three or whatever that session is. And we do a movement assessment. And then we talk about what things that they want to work on. And then in that intro process, I get them a muscle up on day one because they've never been coached on the muscle up. And now I've proven my worth to somebody who would have otherwise come in and probably assumed that they're just good enough and better than everybody and know what the hell's going on, who lacks a, I don't know, quite frankly, a, a, a kind of basic skill of a muscle up. And now they're a problem child because they're just like, oh no, I definitely know what I'm doing, right? 
you know, like, so figure out how to serve these people, right? When they come in, be like, all right, we're going to change session number two. And I'm going to talk to you about like your movement and here's how we're going to fix it. Oh, you have lower back pain. Let's figure out how to do that. Right. Like let's adjust that. You don't have double unders. Okay. I've seen you do this right now. I can give you double unders in the next 20 minutes. We're going to go do some drills. Right now, this is all teed up for other things, right? This is teed up for later personal training, later individualized programming, but it starts on day one. It's not just random. It's not just like, oh, I'm trying to do this thing. Would you program for me? That has to be initiated by you on day one. Yeah, and it, it also just sets up the fact that you're the expert. You're the right? owner. Now I don't. Now I don't have any beef or any pushback and be like, Hey, remember when you came in on day one and thought you knew everything. And I gave you three skills that you haven't had in three years. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's cause I know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, you know, and, and I think you and I probably have a slightly easier time, you know, based on our credentials, based on our experience. But if you're a box owner, you have to remember a, you, you have more experience than some new person walking into your box. I assume you've got your level one, hopefully your level two and you're working towards your level three. And most importantly, it's your fucking business. Do whatever you want. Right. And that, and that goes both ways. If you're listening to this and you're like, no, I don't agree with you. Cool. Do what you want. Let people do their own thing and, and, and have no real direction of what you're selling. When we bring to you this stuff, we're bringing it to you because it's our experience. It's, it's struggles we've had and it's lessons we've learned to make our, our boxes more successful. I, and I don't, and I would, I disagree with your statement to some extent that we have an advantage experience we have more experience but I, you and i don't have an advantage there's nothing unique about either one of us other yeah. than i'm inc i'm incredibly good looking and you're really short those are the only things that are unique about the two of us other than that a long time ago you and i both set out to be really good coaches and we did everything that we could and are still doing that to continue to develop our skill set such that it doesn't matter who walks in the door right the problem is in most gyms if I look at somebody's continuing education or what they're doing to develop themselves, they haven't done anything in literally years. You're not capable of serving anybody at a higher level at that point. And this is not a shot in anybody for doing that. Again, it's just lack of recognition that if I'm going to sell something that is a premium service, I'm going to have to put in some work to sell and execute and deliver a premium service. And you should do that. It should be identified by you. It should be put on a target way out on the calendar and then driven towards every day from now until the day that you get there. And now I have intention. Now I have purpose. Now I have an audience. Now I have a specific avatar. Now I have all these things and everything I do starts to line up like how I uh, uh, position myself on social media, all of these things, it shouldn't be by accident. This is the whole thing that we're just trying to get to. It's just like, sell whatever the hell you want to sell. If you want to sell jazzercise in your gym, cool. Then you should be the best jazzercise coach in the world. And you should sell to only people who want to do jazzercise, not people who want to cycle barbells. It's not your audience, right? If you want to be a PT first and a PT centric gym or an individualized program, then you should really reconsider what your group class offering looks like and how you do it. And it should all be designed to facilitate whatever it is that you want to do and stop trying to serve everybody. Figure out what the hell you want to do and rearrange everything to fit into that model. And what you will find is people self-select in and out of what your offering is. You're not going to have to have all these things. You're going to become identified and known as a gym that offers X. Well, and that's and, it. You know, that sounds good and great to a lot of people. Let's just follow that up with. If you do that, the people that stand by you, 
are going to stand by you for longer. Way longer. You know, and you're, you, because you're going to be able to continually be able to serve them over time, like as they develop as athletes and then they're through their fitness journey, journey or, or find some new goal. Like you're going to be able to keep these people in the gym for not two years on an average life cycle, but six years because you can always figure out where their pain point is and continue to solve it as they evolve as people and as athletes, whether it's PT or individualized programming or nutrition or whatever these things, but build it out the way that you want to and then deliver it. Like that's it. It's not yes or no. It's like, what do you sell? Right. So going back to the initial post, yes, it was intended to get a reaction, which it did. But really, the end goal of it was exactly what Ferns laid out today. It's know what you're going to sell, be great at that, and be willing to turn away anyone that's trying to buy a Whopper at your McDonald's. Yeah, that was a good analogy, wasn't it? It was really good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there that much of a difference between a Whopper and a Big Mac? I've not had either in years. Uh, I assume you took the family to you know, McDonald's last night for big dinner. I well I so I don't like anything other than French fries out of McDonald's. Like I think their French fries are great, but I there's definitely a difference. But I couldn't tell you the last time I had either. It's probably been probably a decade since I've had it. Well, a big when was the last time? When was the last time you had French fries from a McDonald's? It's probably been a couple months for sure. I couldn't. I don't remember. It's been a while. Oh, so not like last night. Uh no. I tell you what. I tell you, it's better fries than that though. It's Five Guys. Oh, yeah. Five Guys. Every time I go there, I'm like, I'll have a large fry, and they're like, "Sir, that's for four people." And I'm like, "Incorrect. That's for me." (laughs) The other, the other underrated food in Five Guys is their hot dogs. I love. Oh, really? Oh, I love it. I'm not. I'm not shocked that you like wieners, but. (laughs) On that note, on that note, I hope that I hope that cleared up some things. You know, if you have questions on it, concerns, because I think we just brought up a lot of good topics and, you know, Fern and I have some interesting and exciting news coming in the, in the very short term, but some of the things that we're going to be helpful with and, and problems that we're going to solve are, are things like that, like knowing exactly yeah. who you're serving, knowing a lot to do with this topic. Yeah. And, and really helping you figure that out. Cause I would say that was something even amongst my three boxes that I never really nailed down. You know, now in, in the since then in the virtual space and with you we've kind of gotten really good at at figuring out what that is but for too many people they just hey i'm opening a business and hope everyone comes i think there is a massive misconception about how difficult it is and how time consuming and how much thought goes into defining that who am i and what do i do you know it's like like that scene from kindergarten cop like who is your daddy and what does he do right like that you have to take time to do that and it's not easy like it's a i've done it numerous times over the years and it takes months to really start to iron that out like and really okay so i've defined it but now is what i do does that actually match what i wrote like i went through this process on there and the nine times out of ten or probably ten times out of ten no it doesn't match and then i have to reframe everything so that it looks like it should looking through that lens it's hard it's hard and you and most of the time you probably need somebody to who's an objective observer to help you out with that i have in multiple occasions over the years the gym owner had somebody to come in and be like hey dude you're way off track bro like i don't know what the hell you're doing but you need to get your shit in order i'm like that's fair i got distracted 
coaches need coaches and that's what we're here for. for sure. So if you want to get early access to what's coming out, email us best hour of their day, at Gmail, shoot us a DM best hour of their day on Instagram, but big news coming in the best hour world. And we're really excited to present it to you. All good Fern. I'm great, bro. I'm going to go shoot some guns. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. If you haven't already do us a favor head over to the Apple podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up best hour of their day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.